Welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast, where we dive into the world of marketing and help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Fiona, a marketing expert with 10 years of experience in the family photography industry. And in each episode of this podcast, I'll be sharing my insights and strategies for successful marketing to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of digital and traditional marketing techniques. So whether you're just starting out or looking to fine-tune your marketing approach, this podcast has something for you. So join me and let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Family Photographer Marketing Podcast. This episode today is going to be all about the three types of buyers that you need to serve in your marketing strategy. So this is going to be a little bit cheesy because I actually named all the three buyers. So you'll just have to hang in there with me. So there's a good chance that within your current marketing system, whatever that is, however you're doing it, whether you're posting frequently, infrequently, um, the type of blog post you're writing, your in-person strategy, there's likely some types of buyers that are being ignored by your current system. So I want to go through these types of people and then hopefully you can look at your marketing in a new light and kind of adjust as you think you might need to. Okay, so the first person, and this is kind of the more rare type of buyer. So we're going to call her Quick Buy Quinn. (laughs) So this buyer is someone who finds your work and falls in love really fast and they want to book you right away. So these are the types that say you might get a message from them, an email, a DM, and it'll say something like, I just found your page. How do I get on your calendar? So it's like they've found your page. They love your work and the type of buyer that they are, they just want to get on the calendar as fast as possible. So a recent example of a quick buy Quinn in my world is there's a big mom Facebook group. And every once in a while, if I happen to see a post asking for a photographer pop up, I'll comment on them. So I don't rely on them because I know that a lot of the photographers who are also commenting I don't want to get into a situation where I feel like I'm competing on price, but I also know that I don't know who's looking at those posts and it can't hurt me. If I happen to have an extra second in my day, if it's some sort of session that I want to do, in this case, it was an outdoor maternity, I thought, why not? I'll just throw my name in the hat. So someone on that post, it wasn't even the original poster, went to my site or my Instagram. I don't know exactly where they ended up because I listed both in the post And then I got a message from them just like 45 minutes later saying, hey, I want to get on your calendar for next month. So I sent her, I said, you know, a few follow-up questions, sent her the booking link, done. She was on on the calendar within an hour. So this is the type of buyer who, because I have a booking process that's simple and not overly complicated, and like I said in the website episode that I did, when I do website reviews for photographers, the process to getting on the calendar is often overly complicated in our industry. And I'm not quite sure why that is, but it's a very, very common theme that I see. I think a lot of people have tried to weed out non-ideal clients by making a complicated booking process, thinking that that will, like a more complicated booking process will lead to more aligned clients, which of course isn't what I believe because I think that 
You can create trust through consistent marketing that leads to the people who book online to be very ideal, which is has which has been my experience since I started online booking, which was like five years ago. Okay, so how do we serve a buyer like Quick Buy Quinn? We have to make it easy to build trust and book. Those are the two most important things. So the things that will cause Quick Buy Quinn to not buy from us are inconsistent portfolios, online presences that are confusing or an online presence is confusing. So maybe she comes in, she's drawn in by a certain image, she arrives on your Instagram, for example, and you have all sorts of other things going on, all sorts of other things going on on your Facebook page, on your Pinterest page, your website is halfway put together. All of those things are trust breakers for this buyer. So you want to make sure that you have a quick trust system, meaning that if you have someone who has the ability to build trust by seeing a consistent portfolio, you want to make sure you have that going in every place someone could find you. And you want to make sure that there is an option for buyers like this to quickly get on your calendar. It's really important. And you don't need to, there's nothing about Quinn quick by Quinn that would necessarily make her non-ideal. I've noticed that these are the types of clients who generally ask me more questions. So what they'll do is kind of like a backwards booking process. So they'll often get on the calendar because they're following that intuition or that impulse, and then they'll come back with questions later. So as long as you're okay, or you you can even have a, if you have a built-in fact page on your website, or you have systems in place to answer questions, that's perfect. But when someone comes through my booking system very, very quickly like that, the questions often come later and that's fine. I mean, many, many times that they don't have any additional questions. So a lot of times with this type of buyer, they will book and then go back and refer to the photographer's online presence to try to get their questions answered. And if they're not, that's when they may reach out later and say, hey, I have a session booked with you. I wanted to clarify X, Y, and Z. So you want to take advantage of Quinn's quickness to book and make sure that you can get her on a straightforward path to do so. And they're very appreciative, these types of buyers. when That's how they want to buy things. That is their preferred method. Okay, so let's go on to number two. We named this one, or I did, Needs a Nudge Nessa. Okay, so Nessa falls in love with your images. She may fall in love with your presence, the things you talk about. She feels very connected to your brand, but she's not ready yet. And it's not that she doesn't trust you. She's just not the type of gal who's going to impulse buy. She needs you. What she needs you to do as a marketer is to keep showing up. The most important thing about this type of buyer is that the vast majority of buyers are Nessas. They need seven to 10 times. Again, I know I probably at this point say this every single episode, and it's that important. Seven to 10 times of seeing something before she will actually show up in front of your lens. So you want to make sure that you are producing consistent results and you are continually showing up for Nessa. Because she needs to be reminded all the time of why she wants to be in front of your lens and why she'd like to hire you. So how do you serve this person? How do you serve this type of buyer that needs to see something more than once? We're not quick by Quinn here. We're not seeing a post, checking a few images, 
meeting all the boxes, sending the, sending the message out and getting on the calendar. So to serve Nessa, you need to keep talking about what you're offering. To get her as a client, you are going to have to let go of your fear of showing up and talking about your lovely sessions more than one time. If you are someone who has consistent work, but you rarely share it and you rarely show up and you rarely talk about what you're doing, there's a good chance that you're missing out on a lot of Nessas out in the world. So the most important thing to know is that this type of buying psychology needs a nudge Nessa is the most common buying psychology that there is. So the vast majority of consumers, people who are going to purchase a session with you, fit into this category. So if you're feeling fearful about showing up for your own personal reasons, then you can show up for her because she needs you to in order to build trust. Once she builds trust, once she has that seven to 10 times and she has that internal feeling of like, okay, yes, this is what I want to do. I've confirmed it with myself. I've seen it enough times. I keep liking this same image or session or whatever that keeps popping up. It's a clear indicator to my psyche that this is something that I do in fact want. She then becomes a lot like Quick by Quinn. So that's why it's still important to have the implementations that you have for someone like Quick by Quinn to be in place for someone like Needs a Nudge Nessa because she will become a quick buyer once she hits that trust threshold, right? So you want to be in a position to take advantage of the momentum that Nessa creates when she's decided she wants to book. If she has spent a lot of time building up trust, decide she wants to book with you, and your booking process is very cumbersome and it involves sending an email and then maybe she'll hear back later and then you're not quite sure what's going to happen. If you're waiting for a question from her or there's uncertainty there at any point, then you could easily lose her, right? So these are all intertwined, but they're all different as well. So quick by Quinn, after she's bought, she may not be checking into your brand as often as needs a nudge Nessa, but she's still going to be reinforced as long as you keep your imagery consistent. Both of these buyers are just going to continue to be reinforced that they made a good decision. Because what, again, what they want is to make sure that the thing that they wanted is the thing that they'll get. That's the biggest fear of any consumer that they'll show up, get dressed up, come to the session, and the gallery that they receive will be nothing like the one that they fell in love with. That's what we want to avoid with every buyer. Okay, so let's meet the final buyer. And and I'll say that each of these buyers can have little pieces of each other. So I am just over generalizing here, but we're going to call this person worried Willa. So Willa has a lot of reasons that she hasn't booked you yet. Maybe she's waiting until her kids are able to stay up later. Maybe she's trying to convince her husband to be a good sport during the shoot. She may feel overwhelmed about styling, or maybe she's waiting until she looks a certain way or perhaps she has questions and or worries about all of the above things. She loves your work, she trusts you, but she doesn't see herself on the other side of your lens yet. So how do you serve someone like Willa within a marketing scope? So what Willa needs more than anything is she needs your empathy. 
She thinks that she's alone in her worries. She thinks that all of your other clients don't have these obstacles. And she wants so badly to show up and snuggle her babies in front of your lens, but she has yet to do it. She needs you to keep educating, connecting, and storytelling so that she can get to the point where she can see herself getting on your calendar. Because Willa, once she's on the books and has done a session with you, she is likely to become one of your top refers. Because to her, you are more than a photographer. You're someone who helped her get from worried to excited. And that is a powerful transformation for someone to go through. And all of these buyers go through this in some way. Quick by Quinn wanted something. She saw it. She got it. There's a sense of happiness there. Same thing with Needs and Nudge Nessa. She finally built up enough trust to actually book you. Those things feel really good. But for Willa, it can be a little bit different because it's very emotional. A lot of these reasons that buyers like this, if we don't show up and educate and handhold, they can be the type of client that stays without family photos for way too long because of fear or uncertainty. So to get this buyer like Willa, that's when we go back to educational content, which I believe was the episode just before this. So if you're stuck with how you could serve someone like this, I laid out a bunch of ideas in that episode, but really the core of what you need to do in this scenario is just simply think empathetically for her and market empathetically for her and tell stories in a way that you could bring her around to standing in front of your lens and see the importance of getting those pictures with her kiddos. So the overarching goal with all of these three buyers is to have a broad marketing strategy. So you aren't talking to one type of buyer that can so often happen to us because we get stuck in a marketing strategy that in itself isn't even that effective, but its effectiveness is only really for one type of person. And so you end up losing out on all of these people who have different buying psychologies. So these are the marketing strategies to get someone in the door, right? So there's so many more strategies out there that you can build brand awareness. So these are the three ways to actually get someone to book with you. So there's a million different marketing channels you can do or utilize to build brand awareness. So that's not really what this is about. This is about you have a physical person who's interested in your brand. How do you draw them in with your words, with your stories, with your images? How do you build ongoing trust for each type of person? How do you make sure that your booking strategies are easy and straightforward? How do you make sure that people aren't running into roadblocks, right? These things are so simple, but they're so often overlooked. I can't even tell you how many extremely complicated link trees I run into on Instagram where I see someone's beautiful imagery. I want to find out more from their link Whatever link they have is some outdated giveaway they were involved in and everything just stops there because if I'm not someone who's going to send a DM to that person, you've probably lost my interest and I'm going to move on to someone else and that's happening on the client side as well. So these, these sort of things are so important to look at your marketing strategy through the lens of these three types of people. 
So you can swap out any of these for other channels. For example, an email list, the same thing would be true. You would need to write in a way that would connect with each three of these people. So you could write an email that was all about like last minute openings. Here's what's available. You might snag a quick by Quinn. You could write three emails in a sequence. That's how you might get needs and nudge Nessa. And then you could write a couple educational series in an email. And that's how you would finally win over Willa. So it's really important to try out all of these things and make sure that everyone within your sphere of influence, who you are influencing with your brand, is seen and heard and served with your marketing. And that those buyers can be in their comfort zone when they buy instead of feeling like you're having to push and sell because you're misaligned with what you want to sell and how that buyer psychology actually works. So instead of trying to have one sales strategy and slam everyone into it, it makes a lot more sense to have three sales strategies going at all times and that way everyone has their needs met. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. Um, I missed last week because I really thought I could record, but my girls were home all week for midwinter break. We have that here in Washington. And I just never found time to come into this here closet and record. So I apologize if you guys were looking forward to an episode last week. But I am going to do a secondary episode this week where I'm going to tell some of my best embarrassing session stories because... They're hilarious, and I think it'd be good for everyone to have a little bit of a laugh at my expense. So this episode is sponsored by my in-person class. Last or two weeks ago now, we had the online Zoom, the last one that I was doing for a while about four steps to a trusted brand. So this one is in person in my um, Bainbridge Island studio. So if you happen to be a local photographer who's listening, I would love to have you. I have three spots left for that class. So it takes place in my Bainbridge Island studio. We teach on the four steps to a trusted brand. We go over each individual person's struggles, marketing strategy, what changes they could implement, and then we do headshots at the end. So all that information will be in the show notes, and I will be back with you later this week to tell you some embarrassing stories. All right, have a great week. Mm-hmm.